Hallelujah. All right, so we're continuing on with the book of Enoch. All right, so um, as always, we're going to seek to align it with our canon, you know, which is which is uh, you know our scriptures. We call the Bible the sixty-six books that make up the Bible, and no matter canon, no matter what language you look at it in, if you look at it in Hebrew or Greek, it just simply means a measuring stick. And so we're utilizing the scriptures we know and love as the measuring stick for Enoch. And I can tell you that he's all his his um his book is already done measured up. It's already measured up in uh, uh in many, many ways. And it, it it gives us insights, you know, and illuminations of our current text, the text that we currently have that we didn't have that we didn't wasn't able to see before without it so you know i thank enoch for this uh for his uh testament that uh he left on our behalf and he truly did leave it on our behalf because the book starts out with saying that it's for the generation of the, of the last days you know and even though he was the seven from adam he wrote a text for for us um, and, and I'm saying that I'm being presumptuous and saying that, you know, like it's literally for us, like we're the group that's going to be at the end. And maybe we won't, but one thing's for certain. We're the closest that anyone has ever gotten to being the, the end time group that we read about in scripture than anyone else in the history of humanity. And tomorrow, we'll be a little closer. You know, so uh, I just want you to think about that. You know, the time is drawing not, you know, and it's quite possible it may happen during our time. Yeah, especially with the way things shaping up, right? You know, so we left off in chapter 60. So today we're going to pick it up with chapter 61, okay? All right. Enoch 61, verses 1 and 2. My first reader, please. I saw in those days how long cords were given to those angels. They took, them, they took themselves wings and flew. They went towards the north. And I asked the angel, saying unto him, Why have those taken these cords and gone off? And he said unto me, They have gone to measure. Hallelujah. All right, so... Here it is. We're still talking about in the day of Yahuwah. So, you know, Enoch 61 starts off, I saw in those days. It's talking about the day of Yahuwah, which, which makes up the end times, you know, and the end time prophecies. So he's saying he saw in those days long cords, you know, and they were given to angels and, you know, and, and the angels took them and, you know, he asked angel why, why did why do they have this course? And he told them that they, they went forth to measure, you know, so their course for measure, you know, and lo and behold, you know, our canon also speaks of an event such as this happening during that time, you know, and it's, it's found in Zechariah chapter two, verses one and two, it says, I lifted up mine eyes and looked and behold a man with a measuring line in his hand. And I, you know, um, and then said I, whither goest thou? And he said unto me, to measure Jerusalem and to see 
what is the breath thereof and what is the length thereof. And when you read through the whole chapter, it makes it evident that it was actually an angel that um, Zachariah was seeing. You know, and so it aligns with Enoch 61, really good. And also we have Ezekiel chapter 40, verses 2 through 4. It says, In the visions of Elohim brought he me into the land of Israel and set me upon a very high mountain by which was as the frame of a city on the south. And he brought me thither, and behold, there was a man whose appearance was like the, like the appearance of brass with a line of flax in his hand and a measuring reed. And he stood in the gate, and the man said unto me, Son of man, behold with thine eyes, and hear with thine ears, and set thine heart upon all that I shall show thee, for to the intent that I might show um, them unto thee art brought unto thee art thou brought hither, declare all that thou seest to the house of Israel. See, and that's how Yasin the word is. So Enoch, he has, he, he sees this, um, what's, what's going to happen in the end times, you know, and it sees about these, these angels and they're going off and they have these measuring cords, you know, um, and, you know, and here it is in Zechariah, we find, lo and behold, we find an angel in the end times with a measuring line. And also in Ezekiel, we find an angel with a measuring line. You know, and so the one was going to measure Jerusalem and the other one was measuring the temple, which was in Jerusalem. And so here it is, we see, you know, two angels with measuring lines measuring things. Right? You know, so I thought that was pretty awesome. You know, uh, Ezekiel 41 and 2 says, Afterward, he brought me to the temple and measured the post six cubits broad on, the, on one side and six cubits broad on the other side, which was the breadth of the tabernacle. And the breadth of the door was 10 cubits. And the size of the door was five cubits in the, uh, on the one side and five cubits on the other side. And he measured the nymph there of 40 cubits. And the breadth thereof, 20 cubits, you know, and so that points out that it was actually a temple that he was measuring, you know, um, you know, and that's uh, a part of Ezekiel 40, uh, and it goes on to the measurement of the whole temple, you know, and so, yes, so um, as aforementioned, we see these two, these, these two angels, you know, measuring the, uh, the Jerusalem and, and the temple, you know, and Enoch 61.3, you know, it goes, it goes, uh, goes on to say, and the angel who went with me said unto me, these shall bring the measures of the righteous and the ropes of the righteous to the righteous, that they may stay themselves on the name of Yahuwah of Rukot forever and ever. You know, and so, He's talking about these angels that have the measuring lines, you know, he says they shall bring the measures of the righteous and the ropes of the righteous to the righteous, that they may stay themselves on the name of Yahuwah of Rukot, wherever. And so, you know, it sounds like they're going to bring the way that we will understand what righteousness is so that we can measure ourselves up against as to whether or not we're being righteous. 
So we would know because the, the measure will be there. You know, now the thing is, it's like we don't want to fall short like some folks do. Um, and so we want to make sure we measure ourselves with the proper measuring stick. Amen. You know, uh, consider, you know, what is said concerning those who don't in 2 Corinthians 10, 12, and 13. Let me have my next reader read 2 Corinthians 10, 12, and 13. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which Elohim have distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. Hallelujah. Okay, so here it is. You know, uh, some commend themselves. And then they measure themselves by themselves, comparing themselves among themselves, you know. And so what Apostle Paul is saying, you know, is some people actually call themselves into the ministry. And, you know, and they, 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 they start their ministry in and of themselves and they measure themselves by other people who've done likewise. And so they compare themselves with others who call themselves into the memory, you know, and Paul is saying, this is not a wise thing to do. You know, it's not a wise thing to do. You know, if you're going to call yourself to the ministry and commend your ministry to yourself, you know, then you should at least, you know, measure yourself against the um, those that Yah has chosen. You know, not others that chose themselves, you know. And so, you know, they compare themselves amongst themselves and, you know, and they get they get lost, you know. But Paul says he won't do that. He said, we would not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule which Elohim hath distributed to us. So Yah has given us that by which we can measure ourselves that by which we should measure ourselves, you know? And uh, I guess I don't have to look on this side, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's a first. Um, hallelujah anyway, right? Uh, yeah, you know, so yeah, we want to measure ourselves against the rule which Elohim has distributed to us, which of course is his word. You know, now we come to Enoch 6, verse 4. It says, the elect shall begin to dwell with the elect. And those are the measures which shall be given to faith and which shall strengthen righteousness. So these measurings, they'll be given unto the righteous and the ropes of the righteous to the righteous. So the righteous will have something by which to measure themselves, you know, and it tells us that in doing so, they will stay themselves 
on the name of Yahuwah of Rukot. You know, and now remember, we're talking about the last days. So we know what's happening in the last days that, you know, the, the beast, you know, is on the, is on the scene, you know, and, you know, uh, the horror Babylon is, you know, on the scene. And you have all this wickedness taking place. You have, you know, tribulation, you know, jumping off. You have persecution of the saints going on, you know. And so what we're being told here is that a couple angels going to be sent to bring measures of the righteous and ropes of the righteous to the righteous. You know, so we're going to be sent, you know, what to align up with. And that's what's being called these measures. We're going to be sent the information we need to align ourselves with righteousness. That we may stay ourselves in the name of Yahuwah. You know, so Yah is going to make certain we know, you know, what's expected of us. Then it tells us the elect shall begin to dwell with the elect. Why would the elect begin to dwell with the elect during this time? Persecution? Absolutely. Because of the persecution. We read about um, the mark of the beast in Revelation 13, 17. It says, and that no man might buy or sell save that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name, you know, and Revelation 14, 11 says, in the smoke of their torment, ascend up forever and ever, and they have no rest, they are night who worship the beast and his image, and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name, you know, now, I want you to think about this for a minute, I want you to, you know, seriously think about this, if you cannot buy or sell, Say you have the mark and you're not interested in getting the mark and you've made up your mind you're not going to get the mark. But you can't buy a sale without the mark. Do you think that it would behoove you to stay by yourself or join other people who are like-minded. Because it's going to be very difficult at best for you to survive on your own, not being able to buy or sell. You know, so what this is going to do, it's going to force the believers to join together. Because Everywhere they go, they're going to get persecuted. The only ones who are not going to be persecuted are the other believers. Those are the only ones that's not going to be persecuted. Everybody else is going to be persecuted. So it'll behoove you to get with other believers. And maybe, you know, if, if, if they have some peanut butter and jelly and you have some bread, y'all can make some sandwiches. Bad example, but you get my point. <laughs> you know, so, so yes, you know, 
just as Enoch is saying, the elect shall begin to dwell with the elect. They absolutely will. You know, and when the elect get with the elect, they will help strengthen the, um, one another in faith. You know, which is also exactly what Enoch says. You know, because when 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 you're suffering, to see someone across from you suffering as well, you know, and and they're they're handling it. You know, it gives you a little extra strength to handle it as well. You know, so you know, uh, and and that's and that's that's very much true. You know, so yeah, it's going to force us together. It's gonna force us together, you know. And it's good to know ahead of time. Now we have Enoch 61:5. It says, And these measures shall reveal all the secrets of the depths of the earth. And those who have been destroyed by the desert, and those who have been devoured by the beast, and those who have been devoured by the fish of the sea that they may return and stay themselves on the day of the elect one, for none shall be destroyed before the Adonai of the code, and none can be destroyed. So, now, these measures that will be, that, that we will receive to, to hold on to so that we can stand during this time will reveal all the secrets of the deaths of the earth. Now, Question is, what does the depths of the earth represent? You know, someone that, that's, you know, that has been attending the discipleship um, course, you know, they should know this. And Hades? Did you say Hades? Yeah. No. What'd you say? Uh, yes, but what does that represent? Yeah. Ignorance, absolutely. You know, so the depths of the earth represents ignorance. So what we're being told here is, and these measures shall reveal all the secrets of the ignorance of the earth. You know, when you know that you know that you know something is true and someone or many people around you, you know, are actually doing something contradictory. Your truth shows you that they're in error. Can you see that? You know, and this is what's being said here. Those measures will reveal all the secrets of the ignorance of the earth. Because you're going to be exposed to the truth and so you'll easily be able to see the ignorance of the earth and then it says and those who have been destroyed by the desert who will be destroyed by the desert in the end time What about this group in Revelations 12? Revelations 12 and 13 says, and when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, 
he persecuted the woman who brought forth the man child. And the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place, where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. Now, this woman, she goes into, into this wilderness, you know, and then she gets persecuted. And some of those people that's, that makes up that make up that woman is, are actually going to die in that wilderness. You know, and this, this, these are the people that Enoch is talking about when it says, and those who have been destroyed by the desert, you know, and, you know, we all know that the desert is an inhospitable place to begin with, right? You know, a place that's, you know, that's, that's dry and, and cold, you know? So, uh, well, hot as well at times, you know? But here it is, this is a depiction of those people, you know? And then Enoch 61.5 also says, and those who have been devoured by the beast, you know? And there are a group of people that will be devoured by the beast in those in the last days as well. You know, the beast are found in Revelation 13, 1 and Revelation 13, 11. Let me have my next reader read Revelation 13, 1 and 13, 11, please. I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns. And upon his head the name of blasphemy. And I held, beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he and he sparkled as a as a dragon. All right, so we see we have some beasts that will be around in the end times that will likewise be destroyed some people, you know, and specifically, you know, the wilderness and the beast are destroying Yah's people. You know, then Enoch 61, five says, and those who have been devoured by the fish of the sea, okay. that they may return and stay themselves on the day of the elect one, for none shall be destroyed before the Adonai of code and none can be destroyed. And those who have been devoured by the fish of the sea, you know, and this, this is a reference to Revelations 12, 15 through 17. It says, and the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman. Now this word flood also can speak to a river, you know, and usually in a river you find fish, you know, and it is the fish who, who uh, will devour some of the people. Now, to, uh, it goes on to say that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood and the earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the um, flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed which keep the commandments of Elohim and have the testimony of Yahushua. Um, Yahushua HaMashiach. Uh, now, the thing is, it says, the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a river or a flood or a river after the woman. 
you know, and as aforementioned, it is actually the fish that's in that river that will devour the um, people of Elohim. Now the question becomes, what does those fish represent? Um, and again, this is a question for uh, those of the discipleship course. Does anyone remember what the fish represent? Information. Information, absolutely. And so here it is, we have a picture of the, um, of the information of that flood of lies that's extended from, from the um, serpent's mouth that goes after the woman devouring some of the people. <laughs> you know, and this is the type of war that we're going to be up against. You know, as the war is for what to believe and what not to believe. And, and you can already see the makings of that starting now, like people don't know what to believe. You know, some people say this, some people say that, some people say the other thing, like, what do I believe? You know, nevertheless, this was what Enoch is saying that, you know, y'all's people will have the measuring line that they need to stay themselves. And then it's just a matter of aligning themselves with it. But, you know, of course, they have to believe that. You know, they have to accept that as that measuring line, you know, when it's sent, when it's sent forth. And so here it is, uh, says that the, um, verse 17 of Revelation 12 says, the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war uh, with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of Elohim and have the testimony of Yahushua Mashiach. You know, and so this is what it boils down to, you know, because the serpent cast this river out of his mouth and the fish of that river devours some people. The information that comes out of the dragon's mouth will devour some people, you know, and, but the dragon is going to be upset and he's going to make war with those of us who keep the commandments of Elohim and have the testimony of Yahushua Mashiach. Can you see that that is a very unique group? And it's a small group because there's a lot of people who have a testimony of Yahshua Mashiach, but don't keep the commandments. <clears throat> and there's a lot of people who keep the commandments, but don't have a testimony of Yahshua. You know, technically speaking, you know, uh, you can arguably say that the average Christian had a testimony of Yahshua, but they don't keep the commandments of Elohim. And then you can say, um, likewise, concerning the uh, the Yahudah, and even uh, uh, in large part, you know, the Muslims. They keep the commandments of Elohim, but they don't have a testimony of Yahshua. But we see very clearly here in red and white, the revelation says that the the people of Elohim will be those who keep the commandments of Elohim and have the testimony of Yahshua. Say la. Now, Enoch 61.5, you know, um, the backtrack a bit says, and these measures shall reveal all the secrets of the depths of the earth. You know, 
And so we already done um, said that the depths of the earth speaks to the ignorance of the earth. So it's going to reveal all the ignorance, you know, light will be shed, shed forth, you know, and it speaks about those who have um, been destroyed by the desert and those who have been devoured by the beast and those who have been devoured by the fish of the sea, you know, um, those who were righteous, you know, that these things happen to, you know, it says that they may return and stay themselves on the day of the elect one. And yes, our canon does align with this. It does speak of those who die in Yahshua returning and staying themselves on the day of the, of the elect one on the day of um, Yahshua, you know, day of Yah. You know, Revelation 20, verses four through six. My next reader, please. And I saw thrones and they sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Yeshua and for the word of Elohim, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Messiah a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until a thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection on such the second death have no power, but they shall be priests of Elohim and Messiah and shall reign with him a thousand years. Hallelujah. And so here it is. We do see that there is a group of people that will return that will stay themselves on, on, um, on Yahshua, you know, and you know, very same people that were beheaded and that were persecuted and that died for Yahshua for the word of Elohim and did not worship the beast. And hence, that's why the beast consumed them, you know, um, did them in, you know, neither his image, neither received the mark upon their forehead. So these are the folks that died for righteousness sake, you know, um, in, in alignment with what Enoch is saying and chapter 61, verse five, you know, they will uh, return and be stayed, you know, during that day and none shall be destroyed, you know? And so hallelujah for that, you know? So there is a light at the end of the, um, at the end of the tunnel, you know, there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, you know, Enoch 61, six through nine goes on to say, and all who dwell above in heaven, receive the command and a power in one voice and one um, light like unto fire. And that one with their first words, they blessed and extolled and lauded with wisdom. And they, they were wise in utterance and in the Ruach of life. And the Adonai of Rukot placed the elect one on the throne of glory. And he shall judge all the works of the holy above in the heavens. And in the balance shall their deeds be weighed. And when he shall lift up his countenance to judge their secret ways, according to the word of the name of the Adonai of Ukot, that is the name of Yahuwah, and their path according to the way of the righteous um, judgment of Adonai of Ukot, then shall they all with one voice speak and bless and glorify and extol and sanctify the name of the Adonai of Ukot. You know, and so we see here in verse eight, it says that the Adonai Ruko places 
the elect one, that is Yahshua, on the throne of glory. And he shall judge all the works of the holy above in the heaven. You know, and it says in verse nine, and when he shall lift up his countenance to judge their secret ways according to the word. You know, and I want, that's what I want to point out. It's like, he's going to use the word to judge us because he is the word, you know, and the word is what's been given unto us so that we can measure up. You know, and if we're not, you know, then we have no one to blame but ourselves, especially when the angels are sent, you know, with the measuring lines and, you know, letting you know for certain, like, this is the way it go. You know, and we see in Revelation 19, 11 through 13, it says, and I saw heaven open and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he do judge and make war and his eyes were a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of Elohim. You know, he's coming back with, a vesture dipped in blood in his name being the word of Elohim because that's how he, that's who, how he's going to judge. He's going to judge based upon his word. Even as Enoch says, to judge their secret ways according to their word and it's going to be according to their deeds. So he's going to line the word up with their deeds and you're going to have to pray that you're not found wanting. You know, so I pray that you can see the clarity and uh, have clarity in seeing that because, you know, that's pretty important. You know, um, Enoch 61.10 says, and he will summon all the hosts of the heavens and all the ones above and the host of Elohim, the cherubim, seraphim, orphanim, and all the angels of power and all the angels of principalities and the elect one and the other powers on the earth and um, open, uh, powers on the earth and over the water. You know, and so this this just reminds me of Ephesians 6, 12, and it bears witness that there are powers on the earth, you know, and there are principalities, you know, and so uh, Apostle Paul told us that, and Enoch said it way back when, it says, you know, Apostle Paul said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rules of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let me have my next reader read Enoch 61, 11 through 13, please. On that day shall raise one voice and bless and glorify and exalt in the Ruach of faith and in the Ruach of wisdom and the Ruach of patience and the Ruach of mercy, the Ruach of judgment and of peace and in the Ruach of goodness and shall all say with one voice, blessed is he and may the name of the Adonai of Ruachot be blessed forever and ever. All who sleep not above in the heaven shall bless him. All the holy ones who are in heaven shall bless him. And all the elect who dwell in the garden of heaven. For great is the mercy of the Adonai Ruachot, and he is long-suffering. And all his works and all that he has created, he has revealed to the righteous and elect in the name of the Adonai Ruachot. Hallelujah. You know, so we are not going to be left out you know, we will know what's going on. He has created 
um, and all his works and all that he has created, he has revealed to the righteous and elect. So we are not going to be left in the dark unless we're unrighteous or not as elect. Say lie, right? You know, and so, you know, one day we're all going to, to um, bless him and we're going to lift his name on high. That's all I have for you today. Prayer was a blessing. No, <laughs>